Hey guys, you know, usually when I come on here and do a Reddit recommendation, it's usually for a fan fiction or original story on places like DeviantArt.com and other places. Um, but also, I come on here and give Reddit recommendations for fellow YouTube channels or other places. But in this case, we're going to talk about stories that you can find on places like DeviantArt, FanFiction.net, and elsewhere. And these are my top five, my personal top five picks. For the kind of stories that even if you're not really into it too much, but you want something to kind of get you into the mood of Halloween with its strangeness and its fantasy-like elements and its WTF kind of situations, its weirdness, its unusualness, then these top five stories, in my opinion, are basically the best way to go. So the first one I want to talk about uh, is one that actually... Uh, Jack Lacour, Jack Lador, Jack Lador, who's actually a girl, and I'll just call it Jackie for short for right now. But the the first story, the number five story, is one that she began after she started doing *Metamorphosized to Malleability*, or at least she started around the same time, a little afterwards, or even before. But she's put more focus into the *Metamorphosized* story than she has this one, and the story series I'm talking about is called *Becoming Unlimited*. And recently she uploaded the sixth chapter or sixth part in the Unlimited series. And it's a very unusual kind of story. It's, uh, I mean, it really kind of goes in different directions at times. Uh, but you can tell that she has one direction she wants to try to focus on right now with the story series. And that's kind of like a more darker, more twisty, like, oh, I don't, you didn't see that coming kind of deal. And, oh, what's going to happen next after this twist kind of deal. So, you know, she's going in that kind of a direction because, you know, when she started doing the Becoming Unlimited store, uh, series, you know, it started out lighthearted and fun at times. Uh, it Basically, the story series focuses on a character called Isaac, or Izzy for short. And he ends up, just like Briella in the Metamorphosized series, um, he ends up being, um, I, I guess you say, doused or infected uh, with this um, uh, formula that gives him uh, Clayface, and Clayface, which is a DC Batman villain or anti-hero, is a heavy influence and inspiration for uh, this character in the story, but gives um, Izzy, Isaac, if you will, the abilities of a Clayface, very similar to what Briella gets in the Metamorphosized uh, so, uh, series. And I'm sorry if I'm stumbling on my words a little bit, I'm doing this without a script and, you know, off the top of my mind. But like I said, you know, he ends up getting the same abilities. And basically, just like Briella did at first, I believe. Excuse me. Just like Briella did, did at first when she got similar abilities, if not identical abil abilities. Um, he starts going through all the normal routines and, you know, um, um, mo moves and shapes and everything. People would try out and test. Uh, when they discover that they've got these new abilities, whether it's temporarily or permanent. Uh, but the way he discovers at first is what he is doing what he considers to be a dream. So during his dream, if you will, uh, he ends up going through all the different changes. You know, he's you know shapeshifts into inanimate objects. He melts down to the floor onto into a puddle on the floor, where he basically thins out and becomes transparent, if not indistinguishable from the floor. To the point that he has a line of something like, ah, so this is what 
So this is what's like being, uh, or something along the lines of, I think the line is something along the, I think it's kind of, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's along the lines of, ah, so this is what it's like to be the floor or something like that. You know, and again, he's doing all this during his dream of having these powers, even going to the part that he shapeshifts into a woman, an actress, um, and basically starts acting like her and fl flirting like her and all that. Um, it isn't until in this first story, which is the same name as the story series itself, Becoming Unlimited, the first part that is, that when he wakes up, he realizes it wasn't a dream, and he's a little surprised, a little unsure at first, but then he starts getting more comfortable, like, wait a minute, I could have fun with this. This, this could be an interesting scenario. I could have some fun. So he goes through all the unusual shape, shaping uh, tests and abilities, uh, just like he did in the dream, but more so. And again, it's a, just a really uh, interesting uh, beginning, uh, intro, uh, first chapter of the story series. But then as we start to progress throughout it, because there are six parts, the story starts to really go in a direction. You start seeing a side of Izzy, Isaac, uh, that you didn't think you, or you didn't know about, you know, from the first chapter. You mean, you find out, you kind of get a hint about it, but then you find out more so as the ch the later chapters appear, that, you know, because he's divorced and everything uh, from his ex-wife, he's unsure of exactly where he stands, you know, from a romantic standpoint, and mostly from a preference standpoint, you know, because he's kind of, like, wavering you know, like right in the middle of buy and non-buy or whatever. So, you know, he's kind of like in that, you know, in that scenario, in that situation right now, uh, to the point that when he turns into a woman and gives in to being a woman, um, if he's flirt, if he's hit on, if you will, by um, by a guy, like I think there's uh, the second chapter is called Working Unlimited. And it's his uh, boss who's not, you know, the best kind of uh, boss you would want, especially when it comes to women. You know, uh, basically he's the kind of boss that will give a woman what she wants, like a promotion or a raise, if she does him a certain favor, if you know what I mean. So basically, when Izzy turns into an exact copy of a woman that, he's, that this boss has seen... Uh, Izzy gives in to the female urges of lust and, you know, making out and sex and all that. And it just builds upon in each uh, each chapter. You know, in each chapter, you know, you start getting hints that, you know, something's going on. That, you know, you know he, he's kind of, basically with Izzy, he's trying to ha balance out this new ability. And he's trying to have fun with it. But... You know, he starts to get to a point where it gets a little confusing for him. Like, in the third chapter, it kind of ends with him basically coming home. He uh, shapeshift into basically um, the lead uh, female from Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, he shapeshifts into her from what I, I read. And when he gets home, he just expands into like a balloon-like size and then blows up. He just explodes and everything. And it's just like these little squirmy worm pieces of him just scattered about that just a squirming before they, you know, finally uh, settle still and then squirm back into the middle into a blob 
and then basically um, he creates this unusual um, he, he basically shapes himself into basically a blending of let's just say the regions of both a male and a female I'll put it that way and he does something unusual with that that I don't you have again you have to read the story to kind of see what I'm talking about and then we get into family unlimited and which is another chapter and we find we get introduced to his family a little bit and uh basically uh when he gets home from that he starts um having these urges again and to the point that this in family unlimited uh we find we get discovered especially towards the end the ability that was always I don't know if the real Clayface in the Batman if the actual Clayface uh, villain in the Batman stories does has the ability to do this but I know there are other characters that are similar that have been able to do this uh in other forms of media I just don't know about the Clayface one uh but anyway anyway basically when he get at the end of the family unlimited story it gets to a point that he's so indecisive because he you know, he's attracted because, like I said, he's kind of borderlining, like, right in the middle of being bi and not bi. So, uh, when he was uh, the female lead and goes to the show, Mikado, uh, M- M- Mikato, I can't pronounce the name right, uh, he basically gets attracted to this character called Tristan. And Tristan obviously accepts uh, Mikato, Izzy, in his female form, um, as she is, or as she slash he is. Anyway, to get to the point here, um, at the end of Family Unlimited, he, again, it ends with him testing out his abilities, you know, he's getting these urges and all that, um, these arousions and these urges, if you will, uh, to the point that he splits himself in two, not entirely yet, but basically what happens is he become he shapes this into Tristan, then into Makado, Makado, if you will, and then uh, it, there's a point towards the end where he splits like right down the m- middle. Coin, basically, what Jackie put in there as a description was he gets to a point where it's like one side of him becomes Tristan, one side of him becomes Makato, and then a f- a f- uh, uh, a fusion few- or. A fu- uh, what I can't pronounce the word. It's a f i s s u r e. It basically is a uh, a fission. A fission, I guess you could say. This what's called splits right down the middle and up to the torso. You have one side being Mikado and one side being Tristan, and both sides are making out with each other, trying to you know get it on uh, to the point that at the end, all of a sudden, the tither bend, as it's called. Uh, splits apart and it actually separates them into two individuals, two separate individuals that at the end of the story uh, go to Izzy's room, cuddle together, and by cuddling they end up melding back together into uh, Izzy but just as a uh, gurgling mud puddle or something like that. And then it gets even more stranger in Dating Unlimited because Izzy, you know, again, borderlining on either he's bi or not bi, uh, is a track, is going out to spend time with uh, Tristan. And this is when you start discovering that the personalities he's created uh, with the shape-shifting ability are starting to take on a life of their own. And again, excuse me, and again, we kind of get a hint of that 
um, at the end of the previous chapter before this one. So you start noticing that the personalities he's created are trying to take on a life of their own. Um, to the point that Mikado, her head pops up on the side of Tristan, uh, Trist, I mean not Tristan, but Isaac's body, and she basically alert, uh, tells him, hey, you know, this would be easier if it was just me going to spend time with Tristan than you. In other words, she's trying to convince him, hey, look, I know you're kind of confused, but you know, you got to make a decision. Is it going to be you that goes with Tristan or is it going to be me? So, you know, it gets to, you know, so you start noticing those abilities uh, and those uh, moments, I should say. And then at the end, he basically shows that he could shapeshift into even armored vehicles. So he shapeshifts into a tank because uh, a certain region of his needs, um, uh, needs release, if you will. And he basically becomes this armored tank to allow that release, if you will, uh, to happen. So... That was basically chapter five, the which was called Dating Unlimited. Now, like I said, it's six chapters. The first one was called Becoming Unlimited. The other was Working Unlimited. The third was Exercising Unlimited. Uh, the fourth was Family Unlimited. The fifth was Dating Unlimited. And now we get to the more recent one that went up, I think, uh, yesterday, called Stalking Unlimited or Monday, if you will, this past Monday, called Stalking Unlimited, although I think, um, according to what Jackie put in her notes, she wanted, oh, and when uh, she uh, uh, replied to a comment uh, by another DeviantArt user, or a reader, or subscriber to her ch um, page, she said she wanted to try to uh, rename it or di uh, number it differently or something. But basically, here is where things really take a turn for like, whoa, I didn't see that coming. Because basically, uh, again, he starts having these urges like, you know, according to what we read in the in this chapter, this recent one, him and Tristan had agreed to go and it'd be okay to see other people. But there's this side of him that's starting to be like, you know, is he that's obviously becoming jealous. And he starts disguising himself as all these different people from babies to other men, other women. Uh, to inanimate objects, to animals, stuff like that. And he ends up creating this new persona called Cindy, uh, which he dubs uh, Cindy later on. And she gets attracted to, or is hit on, and attracted, and vice versa, by a waitress at a restaurant who basically sees how she, he, is uh, reacting and seeing something. And... You know, she offers, this waitress offers to uh, take Cindy back to her place to talk about it because obviously there's also an attraction. And you could pretty much guess what happens from there when they both end up at the apartment. And this is where, again, uh, Tristan, uh, not Tristan, but I, Isaac, uh, Izzy, gives uh, his, this new female persona the name of Cindy. So, what happens at the end, though, is really interesting. It, it's like if you follow uh, Jackie's works and you follow this story along with the Metamorphosized uh, series, you when you read the ending of Stalking Unlimited, you'd be like, wow, I didn't see that coming. But this is something that if you've seen these kind of stories before, you've seen them done many times uh, over um, in different uh, media, if you will. Uh, but what happens is he goes home 
he starts again shape shifting himself into something that we saw at the end of I think was it exercising unlimited like I mentioned earlier but then he looks in the mirror and he says and he starts thinking to himself what am I doing because all of a sudden he's being indecisive it's like something's not right it's like he can't make up his mind of what direction he wants to go in and this opens the door for the two female personalities that he's created Mokata and Cindy to appear and basically kind of get on him for being like look you know you need to make up your mind you know what is it going to be and they basically get into a shouting match where they try to well basically the shouting match okay uh, because Mokata is trying to convince Izzy and then Cindy who also pops up on one it's like okay so basically this is what happens visually from what I can understand it's like his Mokata on this side his Cindy on this side and what happens is uh, they end up arguing with each other and basically stating and trying to convince Izzy to choose one one uh, person over the other like for Cindy it's to choose that waitress she fell for at the restaurant or that he she fell for at the restaurant Mokata is like no Tristan is who you're meant to be with or who we're meant to be with so anyway it gets to a point that when they try to separate to kind of get him to go one way or the other um, it basically becomes very similar to what we what happened at the end of uh, basically Family Unlimited basically it gets to a point that as they're stretching most of Cindy's body's coming out this way most of you know Mokita's body's coming out this way and Tristan's mouth is just like you know just like a tither just like that tither at the end of Family Unlimited that bonded Tristan and Mokita you know at the waist before splitting apart and separating them well basically the same thing happens here it gets to a point that it's now Izzy that's right in the middle and he's trying to tell him to please stop but as soon as he says please all of a sudden he there's a gasping noise and then pop and then pop you know all of a sudden they're separated and they're two individuals they're two separate individuals and Mokata is like, oh, thank God, you know, I'm free of this, you know, coward. Howard, you know, I don't have to deal with him being indecisive. And Cindy's in agreement. And basically, they both call the truth. And they both agree that maybe not touching each other right now uh, is probably a best option to go with. Because I think, Mo I think Cindy remembers, even though she wasn't in existence until this, uh, until this uh, recent chapter. She kind of recalls that the last time Mokata and another and the you know Mokata and Tristan or you know the other part of Izzy as Tristan you know touched each other you know cuddled together that they melded back into Izzy so what's interesting about the ending is they both agree to a truth because they both understand now hey we're, we're our own individuals now we still have the powers of we still have the shape-shifting clay face abilities that you know Izzy had but you know, and, and we can both now have what we want. The thing they have, but here's what's interesting: they both acknowledge that the one thing they cannot do is get in contact with each other physically, because they know that will lead to them melding back together and Izzy uh, coming back. And <laughs> the way it's described at the end of the story is basically when they pull, you know, really pull to the point that he gets uh, like into that tither taunt, if you will. Uh, basically, as Jackie describes it, he gets 
basically pulled out of existence. And uh, again, it's a really interesting story. And like I said, if you've uh, followed um, Jackie's works on Jack Le uh, Jackie's works, uh, Jack Lador's uh, works on DeviantArt, then you'll probably be asking you probably be saying to you saying the same thing to yourself like wow I didn't see that part coming especially if you're following this story and the metamorphosis story you know you might say wow I didn't see that one coming however you know to me I definitely see where this is going to go I could see basically by the next couple of chapters you know I, I think what Jackie's going to do with these next chapters she's going to let Cindy and Mokata be their own individuals for a bit but in the next few chapters, a lot of things are going to happen. Like the family's going to wonder where Izzy went. And yeah, they could play with the idea that Cindy and Mokata could shapeshift into Izzy so there wouldn't be no suspicion. But I think when they start doing that, just to throw off the family, that's when Izzy's going to start coming back to the surface. And then in the end, they're going to realize, okay, fine. You know, we'll get back together. We'll become you again. But since you know how to do the separation deal... If we both have individual dates, you know, with Tristan and this waitress, you're going to have to split apart to let us do that. So I think that's what's going to, I think that's what we're leading towards to where they're going to do maybe a chapter or two. Well, Jackie's going to write a chapter or two of, you know, doing being their own individuals. But as we get later on in the chapters, um, basically, I think what's going to happen is Izzy's going to start resurfacing because, like I said, a kind of throw suspicion off from the family of, uh, of his whereabouts, they're going to have to shape shift into him, uh, you know, on occasions. And that's going to, like I say, help him to be resurfaced, uh, resurfaced and come back to the living, come back into existence. But yeah, you should definitely check this one out. It is worth your read, um, even if you're not into this kind of stuff, but often everything, but it's definitely worth the read. Trust me. Trust me, you... You will have nothing. You will not regret reading this. Believe me. Okay. So number four, number four is um, it's only a two-parter deal, but a lot of the stories that this individual does is very similar. But these are the two I think you should check out. At least the first one, and that is the stretchiest Mobians, uh, the stretchiest Mobian alive. And this is done by Chaotic Lover 2. Um, I don't know what the whereabouts are right now. I'm pretty sure they're just taking a hiatus because they got other stuff to work on and focus on. Uh, but basically, uh, The Stretchiest Mobian uh, is an interesting story because basically what happens is Sally ends up getting elastic powers. Elastic powers, if you will. She ends up getting these elastic woman powers to where... Um, as the story progresses, she can actually shapeshift her body into any way she wants. Like, she can shapeshift it into a sexy, voluptuous uh, style to kind of distract or throw off someone like Sonic, uh, which she does do uh, in the story. Uh, she can actually reduce her body down into a puddle of near-liquidization, basically kind of like a slime-like puddle, to get through the tiniest, the tiniest cracks. Uh, she could shapeshift herself into different sized balls and objects if she has to. And she can even shapeshift herself into different clothing or even uh, disguises or outfits for others to wear. So, And she can even shapeshift herself into other characters. 
And it's a really fun one because, you know, Chaotic Lover goes all out with this. Chaotic Lover 2, that is, goes all out with this. And it gets to a point that later on in the chapters, other characters end up being affected as well. They end up getting the same abilities. Like Amy gets it, Lupe gets it, or Lupe, the wolf, leader of the wolf pack, she gets it. Uh, the twins, the wolf twins, uh, they end up getting it. Um, and what's interesting about when Amy and Lupe getting it is they end up fusing together temporarily when they end up getting it, and then the step, and then later on they are separated, uh, but they still have the same ability, but they still have the same abilities that Sally gained. So it's a really fun one. Uh, I would check it out. It's at fanfiction.net. Uh, I'll provide a link if I can get it uh, in the description. But definitely check that out. I mean, if you ever wanted to see the Freedom Fighters or any of the Satyam or Archie Sonic characters do unusual stuff that you feel, hey, if the show had continued or the comic had continued, they could, you could see them doing that, then Stretchiest Mobians, the Stretchiest Mobian Alive is the one for you. It really is. Alright, so at number three, number three, we have What Dreams May Become. This is done by Grape Hathenia. She also has some uh, books over at Amazon. Uh, she's actually selling at Amazon, physical and digitally. And they do play off of her um, stories that she first developed uh, here on DeviantArt, like this one, What Dreams May Become. And I think, let me check, I think... She's at the um, 18th chapter, I believe. I'm not really sure. Let me let me double check that. I think she might be at the 18th uh, chapter. But these are really fun stories because um, these are the kind of stories that I could honestly see, and I've talked about this before, I could see being adapted into a Netflix or Hulu original series because they're that good. Because uh, and the reason I'm saying that, and the reason I say that is because... It's not just, you know, the main thing that the stories are about, which is, you know, having the power to be able to become anything you want to become, whether it's inanimate or something else or whatever. You know, it has an ongoing story to it. It has an ongoing continuity to it that I believe from a, um, from a viewer perspective would really get somebody invested, you know, Again, like I said, it would really get people um, invested, if you will. In fact, let me let me see where she's at here. Okay, the most recent one she did was number 17. Excuse me. And I think that may have been... I think that may have been... Uh, let me see. Let's scroll down here. That was... Whoa... Oh, that was last year. That was the beginning of last year. That was over a year and a half ago. And the reason we haven't seen any more besides that um, is Grape Athenia is working on other things. Like I said, she has a Amazon store um, as well. She actually has an Amazon store um, as well. As a matter of fact, let me look, at a, look up her link. Um, yeah, it's a FM Isaacs, FM Isaacs, and the story, yeah, FM Isaacs, um, she has two stories, she has several stories, you can get them on, actually two stories that you can find on, uh, online at 
fmisaacs.com or you can find them at Amazon and they are known as the family of the fox it's a trilogy she actually only has two books out right now she's working on the third one I think she is yeah she's working on the third one the first one is called family of the fox and the other is called trial of the fox and like I said, you could find those at um, at bookstoread.com, Kindle, or basically, uh, you know, Kindle, which is Amazon. You can find those there. And she has another one planned for next year. And then she has one called uh, Taunting Fate, which she has planned for 2022. Uh, that's if nothing comes up or anything. So, you know, that's why we haven't seen much when it comes to the What Dreams May Become series. Um, because she's focusing more on that. Which is a good thing because at least she's expanding her horizons. And she's taking her love for the fantasy of shape-shifting. Of, of people being able to have the power to shape-shift into anything or anything anyone they want. And she's taking it to that next level. Just like a lot of people are taking certain other... <laughs> um, um, powers that might be more adult oriented or abilities that might be more adult oriented they're taking them to that next they're taking them to the next level and making a full career out of them by making uh, books out of by publishing books on them and everything but yeah the what dreams may become series she actually began this um she began this actually i think if i can look it up she actually began this Um, let me see when she began. Hold on. She actually began uh, the first "What Dreams May Become" um, uh, chapter on uh, May twenty second, two thousand fourteen. So she she started this about six years ago, six and a half years ago almost. And she's going, and she's still working on it at times, but. When your main source, one of your, but when one of your main sources of income is working on a book that you're gonna have be that you're gonna publish physically and digitally, that can be sold at places like Amazon or books books to read to uh, dot com, Kindles and all that, Audibles. Um, then you're gonna put primarily all your focus um, on that than you are anything else. So, so yeah, uh, definitely. So yeah, that's you know that's definitely why we haven't seen you know many uh, many of the uh, not many but we haven't seen much uh, continuation on it just yet. Although I know probably on the side when she's you know takes a day away from working on the the Fox trilogy uh, that she's all that when she takes that day off from doing the, working on the Fox trilogy that she's also working on um, she's kind of dabbling a bit with the What Dreams May Become uh, story as well. Uh, she's also done some other things as well, like, you know, with me, I've commissioned her for a lot of stories, which she dubbed uh, Potion Place and Gina, and this uh, <laughs> just say, um, some of the stories I commissioned her for could be a little unusual, but it is in the realm of fantasy to where when you read them, you can be like, oh, wow, this is, this is actually pretty good. I could see this probably visually as, as a show or a, you know, special or whatever on Netflix or Hulu. Now, what's interesting is um, her story actually inspired uh, another author called 
the potion place Gino one that is actually inspired somebody else and that is uh Tile Grey Wolf and he did a spin-off called Ultimate uh Ultimate Potion Vacation or Ultimate Vacation or something like that. I think that's what he did. I think that's what he did. Hold on, let me let me check. He she should have it on here. She should have it on here. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> um, let me see. Come on, come on, come on. I knew it's in here. I know it's in here. Come on. Hmm. It's got a lot on here. <laughs> but I know it's in here. Okay. Here we go. We, we got him. Okay, I think we got it here. Hold on. Ultimate Potion Vacation Time. That's what it is. It's called Ultimate Potion Vacation Time. And this was done by uh, Tal Grey Wolf. Uh, thanks to the inspiration of the Potion Place Gina stories that Grape Athenia, uh, Grape Athenia had done. You know, through commissions from people like me. At times, mostly me and others. So, yeah, that was, that was created. But again, you gotta... But again, besides that, you know, you really have to check out... Uh, the What Dreams May Become series that she's done. Uh, it's really good. Um, it Basically, it focuses on... The two main characters it focuses on is called Roman and Caroline. Not Caroline, but... Uh, what, what's her name? <laughs> I told, almost messed up there. Hold on. Here we go. We'll get to this part. Um, Corey. It's Cora Cor, uh, or Corey. That's C-O-R-I-E. Uh, basically, it focuses on them. And just like the other stories I've mentioned in the uh, you know previously here, it starts out a little fun, lighthearted. And then it starts to get more dramatic, a little comedic at times, but, you know, dramatic at times. It's a balancing out uh, to the point that the last time we left off, as far as I know, Cora was, or Corey, was uh, pregnant with Roman's child. And what's interesting about Roman is he's actually older than Corey, but there's a reason why he's older, because he's a shapeshifter. And he can change his appearance any way he wants. Um, and basically, uh, Corey or Cora prefer, basically prefers the, the younger Roman that you know, is always around. The other thing is he's able to share his shape-shifting abilities with her uh, to the point that she becomes so infatuated at times that want to be anything she but she doesn't want to be anything but she doesn't want to be she, oh, basically she wants to be anything but human at times. You know, she even likes to kind of incorporate what she becomes. Like, uh, there was, um, yeah, I think, what was it, uh, chapter 5 and 6 or something like that. Uh, um, uh, Great Pythenia, 
allowed the users, the people to kind of messenger uh, and uh, suggest. Okay, sorry about that. <laughs> but anyway, like I said, um, yeah, she uh, basically the last time we, uh, the last time the, the thing was left off as I uh, tried to adjust this, make it a little bit more uh, straighter. Uh, but last time it was uh, left off, as far as I know, uh, basically Cora was pregnant with Roman's child. Uh, Roman, like I said, is actually older than her. Uh, but you know, because he's a shapeshifter, as I mentioned uh, before the interruption, and he's able to share his abilities with her, uh, she prefers him as the younger Roman that she finds attractive. But again, sorry for the um, interruption there, guys. And let me just uh, just the camera again. It kind of gets a little faulty, or kind of crooked a little bit when that happens. Uh, but like I said, anyway, um, you know, he, Roman uh, shares his abilities with Korra to be able to shapeshift into anything she wants or whatever. And there are times that, <laughs> um, what I was saying before the previous interruption, before this interruption, um, basically Korra, uh, basically Great Pathenia, I should say Great Pathenia, when we got to chapter five and six, because I think it's, we reached a certain number of subscribers or viewers for her, uh, she said that basically she would allow uh, the followers, the people that followed her, to contribute ideas uh, to be put into chapter five and maybe six if it goes a little longer, or if she gets too many ideas. So I, along with other people, contributed ideas. And one of the ideas I contributed was to have Roman change Great Pythenia into a, into a house. And <laughs> what's interesting about this is uh, Great Pythenia, not, not Great Pythenia, what I'm saying is, uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm still, dis still distracted off the uh, interruptions there. Uh, but what I was saying is that Roman, uh, Great Pythenia, uh, basically one of the ideas I contributed to Great Pythenia uh, for Roman to use to transform Korra uh, in these, uh, in chapter five and even six, was that of a house. And uh, basically, what's interesting about some of the transformations that Roman puts Korra through is she embraces it to a point that uh, she doesn't want to be, again, like I mentioned earlier, you know, she doesn't want to be anything else but what she, what she became. She doesn't want to be human anymore at times. I mean, there's even a line that gets added in where, you know, Roman's walking, you know, after Roman's turned her into a house and he walks through her to kind of show her that she's all house now. She's just a house. She's got an upstairs window, stuff like that. Uh, there's a, basically a moment where she asks Roman, Roman, can you live in me? And he's like, I don't think that's a good idea. I mean, that's a good idea or anything because of, you know, what's coming up with you. And she basically says, well, why not? I am a house after all, <laughs> you know? So yeah, basically from a story perspective earlier on and even in the later chapters when she gets turned into something by Roman or they turn into something together uh, separately or to, you know, merge together, you know, she embraces being what she becomes. And like I said, it's because she doesn't want to change back into anything else, else mostly human because she loves being what she has become. And that's basically what the, the title kind of implies, you know, it's a, her dreams 
you know, what dreams may become is basically because her dreams are becoming reality through, um, through the powers that Roman uh, gives her. So, yeah, it's really, really an interesting story. I'll provide a link down below so you can check it out, along with uh, links to um, her two stories that she has on Amazon through Kindle and all that, that you can order and enjoy there. Because, like I said, she, along with other people, are taking the love for a lot of these unused, these uh, shape-shifting stories, these fantasy stories, these stories with adult, uh, with some being more adult-oriented with the abilities by the character utilized, and they're taking them to that next level to be published. So definitely, definitely check that out. So at number two, I just mentioned it. Like I said, I mentioned it at the beginning of this countdown. I will mention it again. We're talking about metamorphosis to malleability, and yes, uh, I don't have to really say much about this that I haven't said already, uh, but it is very interesting. Uh, it's fun. It, like I said, just like with a lot of the stories I just mentioned, it starts out very lighthearted and fun, and it kind of stays that way at times throughout the throughout the course of it, uh, especially even after we get past the 100th or into and past the 100th um shift slash chapter of it um you know just check out the recent video i did on it i'll provide a link to that and again i'll provide a link to the metamorphosis to malleability another story done by uh jackie uh jack lador jack lador jack lador um again really great and the recent chapter is the recent few chapters have really been you know developing the characters you know uh to the point that again, it becomes very obvious, like I said um, in the previous video, it becomes very obvious to me that what the 150th uh, shift slash chapter possibly planned for new, pla possibly planned to be determined, if you will, for a release around New Year's Eve uh, in a couple of months. Um, I definitely feel that that's going to be around the time between now and then, maybe in the middle, but mostly towards then that Briella is going to find a way to finally grant Crystal the same abilities as her so they can have some very, you know, uh, some very adult, if you know what I mean, fun uh, with the powers that they both have and share. So, um, going to be, so yeah, it's going to be an interesting trip towards that 150th shift slash chapter. So again, I'll provide the link down below. Again, not really much to say after what I said in the last video, so uh, check that out. And then, of course, now we're on to number one. And number one, I know Minor Dash Alterations is going to love this one. And it is called Demonica. Yes, the Demonica series at number one. And all I could say is you have to check out this series. Um, also check out Mr. Internet Man's Mystic Makeovers. Um... A series as well. He has web comics, one shots, and all that, which inspired minor dash alterations to do this series. And it's really cool. It's really interesting. Uh, basically, and I, I've talked about this before, but I'll talk about it again here just briefly. It centers around, of course, Mr. Internet Man's character, Demonica slash Veronica, and minor dash alterations character, Ruby Walker, uh, to the point that Ruby also gains these abilities and we're left kind of on a cliffhanger 
where Ruby seemingly still has the abilities, um, even after they're supposed to just go away after a short time, she seems to have still have the abilities. Uh, and it's really interesting. It, and again, I know I use that word a lot here, but it's really interesting. It's fun. Um, it, the, the story is, is, is a, it's a great read because uh, basically she, you know, Demonica slash Veronica wins uh, Ruby over, convinces Ruby, hey, I am one of the good guys. And even through her other persona, which is, called, which is the sultry Monica, she wins her over to the point that as a sultry Monica, she shares her abilities with Ruby that at first, like I just mentioned, were only supposed to be temporary, but they end up seemingly at the end of the recent chapter become permanent or have become permanent. And it's really fun. Uh, it's really fun and everything. Uh, Mr. Internet Man even did a story uh, called Walk on the Wild Side, which was a web comic uh, where both of them were basically, again, Demonica shares the abilities with Ruby, turns them both into slime girls and then as they get really into it and she shows her what fun she could have doing it, uh, it ends up in both of them basically melding together, merging together, and then basically fusing together into basically a featureless, nameless uh, entity that only cares about the body she now has and the powers that come with it, which you kind of tell, as I mentioned before uh, in a previous video, um, is uh, Ruby's influence coming in because uh, coming into play because we find out in minor dash alterations of stories as well as a little bit of help by Mr. Internet Man that Ruby really likes being uh, really likes the ability to melt down into a liquid puddle of goop, remain that way, evaporate, shape shift into any slime like entity or whatever. She just enjoys it and and you could tell that in the at, towards the end of the Walk on the Wild Side webcomic, her influence is coming in uh, to play. So anyway, though, yeah, Demonica, that series, you have to check it out. Uh, Minor Dash Alterations also has another one very similar called The Model and the Symbiont. Check that out. But number one, you have to check out, uh, which Model and the Symbiont, uh, again, is a good read and it's developing in a huge way. It ties into another story that they're doing called Selena, or Sol Selena, which is obviously based in the Men in Black universe. So, you know, check that story out. Again, the recent chapter on that really, you know, gets your attention, really makes you wonder what's next. And, uh, yeah, that's all I could say about, about Model and the Symbia because it started just a little while ago, like a couple of months, several months ago. Well, Demonica has been going on for the past year and a half, two years. So, uh, yeah, check out. So, yeah, number one is the Demonic series by Mr. by uh, Minor Dash Alterations. And to tie in, check out the Walk on the Wild Side uh, story arc, uh, a webcomic that Mr. Internet Man did uh, to kind of collab along with uh, Minor Dash Alterations on this. So really, that's, uh, that's about it, guys. So that's basically my top five, in my opinion, top five uh, stories you should check out, fan fantasy, fan fiction stories. Uh, you know, to kind of get yourself in the Halloween mood, if you will. But also the kind of stories that if you're into the unusual, the fantasy, the WTF, the weirdness uh, factor of stories, then these are the ones, in my opinion, you need to check out. Links, hopefully, will be provided in the description box so you can check them out um, as, you know, time goes on. 
But until next time, guys, thank you all for watching. Really appreciate it. And I am out. You have all a good day, good evening. Stay safe. Peace out.